You're listening to a LTA Sex Podcast. LTA Sex. Sex positively. Welcome to Behind Closed Doors, the podcast where we talk about sex, relationships, and life completely unedited. I'm your host, Jerome Stewart Nichols, writer, sex and relationship coach, and creator of sexual lifestyle blog, LTAsex.com. If you know me, you know I love talking about sex basically all the time. Uh, Behind Closed Doors is your chance to get a bit more raw and personal with me than ever before. Most often, I'll be talking to my partner and submissive bubby, but you'll hear me musing by myself or sitting in a room with any random person from time to time. Behind Closed Doors definitely isn't your average sex podcast, but it's not about the size. All that matters is how deep and arousing the conversation is. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and tell your friends about it. You should also consider giving the show a review on iTunes. Make sure to check out LTAsex.com for more from me. You can find more info on Behind Closed Doors at LTAsex.com slash Behind Closed Doors. If you're one of those people using social media, you can also find me, LTAsex, or Behind Closed Doors on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, SoundCloud, uh, all of that shit. Alright, enough of me talking about this bullshit. Let's get to the sex. They're not exactly done. They they look good. They taste good. But we um, want them crispier. We want them crispier. Actually, they were much crispier. I, we need to get a deep fryer. Really? Yeah, I want to get a deep fryer before we replace our microwave. A lot of one? Yeah. Like not a. Nope. Just one they can take like five pieces of chicken at a time. Like of those? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. Is sure. that like are those expensive? Thirty bucks, forty bucks maybe. Really? Mm-hmm. Like Amazon? No, like Target. Oh, really? We can probably well, find just... a cheap one on Amazon. What? Yeah, Maybe we should wait till our Target gift cards come in. I just gonna say, if you give me the money back, I can give you my Target gift card right now. If okay. you if you like reimburse me when we can. How much is it? I don't know actually. Let me go see. It should be like twenty five bucks at least. It would like pay for more than It probably would. I'm so excited. Hurry back. Oh my lord. Fuck, I'm still out of breath. Um. <laughs> While he's away, I guess I can get started, although he's coming back right now. Hi, baby. What were you saying? I was just about to talk about the sex that you said. It doesn't actually stay when I have to call <laughs> Oh, fuck that. We'll just go one day. She forgot to write the amount on there. Whatever. Oh, well. But anyways, I was just about to talk about the sex that we just had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was just about to say to you, and I was like, oh, we should record. Um, I was just about to say to you that the good sex, that great, hot, amazing fucked you into the couch sex we just they had. turned into the couch for a minute. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. That sex yeah. is the result of me feeling comfortable with you. Really? Yes. After that discussion we just had. Yeah, our previous podcast. Yeah. After that discussion, uh, we we both said that we felt 
relieved. Yeah. Right? We felt like it was um, very yeah. cathartic. Clear the air a little bit, Clear if you would. And for me, a lot of what happens is that I'll talk in my head, and that talking in my head makes me anxious. Uh, and that anxiety sort of spills over into me worrying about, like, pleasing you. It's not like a, a cause and effect. I'm already anxious, so things that make me anxious are are more... When we're having sex, is this what you're talking about? Before. Before the, we talked? No, before, before anything. I'm just talking about in general. Oh. In general. Okay. My comfort level with the sex that I'm having with a person is dependent upon... Um, how comfortable or resolved I am with them. Yeah. And that, for us, like, we've been fucking well for the past couple of days. Like, I mean, we never fuck bad. Okay, yes, that's true. Let's just, let's, let's just tell people that we don't, we don't have bad sex. Well, no. no. Yes and no. 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 Okay, we don't have bad sex. Correct. But, <laughs> we have been fucking, like, extra good. Yeah. Like, we've been putting in, like, some extra work. I have been work, trying... bitch. Thank you. I have been trying to knock the bottom out of that ass just every time. And normally, what I try to do is make you feel good. Because that allows me to take the energy or the thought off of, like, my performance, quote-unquote, which can sometimes cause me anxiety. Like, and it's not performance like, oh, I need to put on a porn star show, but it's performance like, I, I often worry that my dick is getting soft. But I realized, like, three days ago, that it wasn't. Yeah. You were sucking my dick, and I was actually looking at my dick while you were sucking it, and at a point where I thought it was getting soft, yeah. and it was not. So it's like, just psychological for you? It was psychological for me. Because maybe that's because when we first got together, that sometimes yes, it would be hard I would to maintain an erection, yeah. so maybe that's, like... That's what I'm still trained in looking for. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, for... What happened today? <laughs> we had uh, a long fucking conversation, and we had great sex this morning. We had great sex this morning. We had a long fucking conversation. We, um, you've been being submissive all day, so like I've never, I don't often feel this particularly like resolved and comforted and content, especially by me. Yes, I don't normally feel that way. Like it's, I feel comfortable enough to fuck you regularly. But my sex drive actually, like, jumps up yeah. when I'm more comfortable. Really? Like, previously, oftentimes I'd have to, like, be the big spoon. Or you'd have to start tickling my balls, at, like, yeah. without me noticing. And it's something to get me jump-started if I wasn't already horny myself. Yeah. But now... Especially um, today. Yes. I just want to fuck you. Like, I just want to fuck you on every surface in this house... And I'm probably going to fuck you in the living room in a little bit here after this chicken and potatoes come out of the oven. We might actually eat this chicken while we're fucking... Hell yeah. Multitasking. I know. Um, and the last time we spoke, last podcast that is, um, I, I mentioned to you that there were a lot of things I didn't know yeah. about my sexuality. And I mentioned to you that a lot of I had a lot of anxiety about things. Yeah. Um, that is an example of how that shows up. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Because I don't know exactly what to do 
or say, and I get anxious and I start thinking in my head, like I said, and I can just sort of like, yeah, make me not focus on... Make you kind of go off somewhere, you yes. know what I mean? And contentment, when I'm content and like peaceful, when I'm not anxious, I'm very, I'm much more in the moment. I'm experiencing things You're as they're happening. You're more than in the moment, babe. <laughs> you are so much more than in the moment. Yeah, I was a few inches deep in the moment. And I, it's really exciting for me to actually live that again. Did you ever love that with me before? A few times, but like I would, I would honestly, except for like the last couple months before the seizure, I was. Ooh, you had me sort of like constantly on edge. Because you were going week to week, and we were literally taking it day by day, where I didn't know if at the end of one day, when you were going to get tired, you were going to freak the fuck out. And that's what I'm trying to... I'm going to interrupt you. And that's what I'm trying to do now, is I've taken the day... Bitch! Continue. So as I was saying, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know... That's I've kind of like taken that and like internalized it because you know how I would like internalize things before. I've kind of switched that around, I think, uh-huh. and I'm internalizing my day to day rather than looking at my week. But as far as like emotionally, I am talking about it. You know, I've kind of switched their roles where I had an issue with that before, where I would talk in my head a lot. And isn't it wonderful how? Learning to talk about your emotions means that you get better sex. For me, at least. And more sex. And hotter sex. And hotter sex. Because I'm more energetic. And more touches for Bobby. And more touches for Bobby. I love being hugged, people. You should hug me. I want to hug you. I want to hug you. Come here. Come sit on my lap. Can I drink my coffee? Yes. Do not spill it on my shirt, though. (laughs) Sit your fat cheeks down and try not to get cum on my leg. That's gonna be up. I know, because I just came in you. Mm. I love your belly. Love your belly. Mm. I love you. Do you feel like talking to me is easy? It's become easy. It was hard before. I know that. In what ways? Because, like, honestly, we never, since you weren't really that great at communicating with me beforehand, um, I honestly still don't quite know what was wrong with you before. And now I can... And now you can say it. Like, think about my feelings and think, how did that make me feel? Whereas before I was, like, all over the place and, like, a real big mess and, like, I couldn't properly describe these feelings, you know what I mean? And I've seen myself grow... And, like, us grow, more importantly. Like, because of things I've realized within the past couple, like, two months. Like, things that I've relearned and, like, re-established in my life. And okay, re- okay, yeah, yeah. But the question <laughs> was, what were your problems before? What was the issues before? What were the issues before? Oh, literally, what were the yes. issues? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, speaking in like more of a general oh sense. Oh my god, you got come all over my leg, Bubby. Well, what do you expect, dude? You expect it to just be like 
Sahara Desert dry again? No, but I expect your it's, butthole to just save all that semen. It's not one of those like hand dryers where you push the button and like hot air blows out. I wish it was. Those things are so nice. If you were an automatic fart machine, oh my god, yeah, I just press your belly and. Oh my god, I could be um, I could be an Airbender then. Oh my god, you can be like Milo. Hello, I guess fart bed. Oh my god, I'm so excited for you. Check the chicken, bitch. Bitch. You better work, bitch. But continue telling me what was your problems. I couldn't properly explain um, my emotions because, like, obviously before this I wasn't diagnosed with ADHD. I wasn't... Um, oh, and we should also note that we might actually have a new diagnosis of bipolar disorder. Yes. Which... Which we mentioned last podcast, like, briefly, I think. But, like, this is a diagnosis that I'll find out um, later on next month when I go and see my um, psychologist again. Yeah. And I have to say, I was listening to a podcast called Black, Sexy, Geeky, and Mental. Um and she was talk- she has bipolar, the host of that show. I can't remember her name. Um, but the host of that show has Amber. bipolar disorder. Her name's Amber. I believe so. It's Amber at Podcast or something. Okay. Um, black, sexy, geeky, and mental. She has bipolar. And I was listening to her today, actually. And she sounded a lot like him, the way she described her like episodes of Mania. And... Mm-hmm. I was surprised because I hadn't thought of bipolar because he had already been diagnosed as depression, anxiety, ADHD. Yeah, which which are all symptoms of, of bipolar. bipolar disorder. So we need we have a new umbrella diagnosis, and you have symptoms of that diagnosis. And it's an even bigger umbrella because when we found out, when we actually found out that I was diagnosed with um, ADHD a couple months ago, um. It kind of helped relate my depression and my anxiety to me because it was like, oh, okay, my my, you know, ADHD is affecting this, which is making me anxious, which in turn is making me depressed, and it was this big cycle. But now there's an even bigger umbrella. But know? it's it's a bigger umbrella, yes, but it is a better. It is. It's a more refined, bigger umbrella. It's maybe it's more. Couture. It's more couture. A little bit better. I, th- I feel like it's couture. Um, <laughs> a little bit better, a little bit richer. I fucking love Stacey Lane Matthews. I love seeing her at Tap Room the other day. Oh god, she's so fun. And plus, I love a big bitch who get up on stage and all her makeup and her hell and just knock Work. the house down. And she was doing it. I was proud of her. It was couture. She had a couture performance, let's say that. Yeah. It was. It was great. Um. <laughs> I love how we both say um, I know. Um, something I will say really quickly okay. is, um, like, I do want to say that I was listening to the um, podcast along with you, and uh, that was what really um, brought on these emotions today, I think. It really, listening to someone else's perspective of something that's very, really hit home to me, you know what I mean, specifically with a lot of my issues, like, really kind of hit home and made me think today, and I want to, like, thank the host of that podcast, because it was really well needed, and it really, you know, I relate, and it really helped me. I think that's really great. And I have to say that <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, which is why I had the idea to just start recording our conversations. Yeah. Uh, because essentially what they are is podcasts. 
Basically. They're, they're just podcasts that disappear into the ether. They evanesce. Whoosh. Um. <laughs> black, sexy, geeky, mental. Get that chicken in my mouth. Um, I'm going to look it up so I can actually find out what her name is. What other chicken we have it up to? Uh, 400. 100. So you can roast those potatoes. Potatoes! Her tum- Ugh, anyway, okay. The webpage won't load. I tried. I tried. Damn it, I tried. I don't know. Nothing about birth and nobody. Yeah, you don't appreciate nothing I do for you. I am full of Christ love. I am full of Christ love. <laughs> you know nothing of Christ love. Um, I, I want... I want to note one. Yeah, I was right. Because... And a lot of the time before you had your seizure, you kept telling me how it's wrong, that I wanted to over-talk every fucking thing. You would tell me that I wanted to talk shit to death. And I was like, yes. And I was like, no, no, you're trying to get out of talking about it, and I want to talk about it until I feel relieved. Which is what we did today. Well, maybe that's because, like, I was never given the choice to. To talk about it? Yeah, like, it was just kind of like a yow, 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 you're doing this wrong, and we're going to bump heads, and it was never really a resolve issue growing up. Things would just be bad all of a sudden? Yeah. And then they wouldn't? Yeah. Like, eventually, like, someone would get over it. Does your mother have bipolar? Do you think she does? Huh? Like, we know she has depression and anxiety. Yeah, she has depression and anxiety. And ADHD. Um, uh, I don't know if she has ADHD. Probably. We don't know that. That's not like a confirmed thing. But I don't she's, know. She's got bitchitis. <laughs> yeah. She's got racist white woman syndrome. <laughs> RWC. Mm-hmm. No, nah, but like I don't know. I mean, we'll call it Barbara Bush syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if I recall correctly, I believe Barbara Bush was was. Mm, I have I have this feeling like Barbara Bush was the wrong. Let's say Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin's racist. We know that. <laughs> I don't even know who Sarah Palin is. You don't know who Sarah Palin is? No. That is. See, you you. I know the weirdest shit. Like I remember the weirdest <laughs> shit, but some of the shit it's like, what the fuck? You don't know that? How do you not know who Sarah Palin is? Okay, do you know who Joe? I was supposed to say Joe Biden. John McCain. Do you know who I John? Thought you McCain? were going to say John, Ron Swanson. Um, I'm gonna fuck. Ron so bad. Oh my god. He is so delicious looking. Anyways. Um. What the fuck were we talking about just now? Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. I don't know Sarah she, Palin. Do you know who Joe, John McCain is? No. Okay. Obama's first term, he ran against John McCain and oh. Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin was like, I believe she vice was the... president? Yeah, she was, vice, she was running as vice president. I believe she was the... Maybe the second, like she, I, I'm pretty sure there was somebody before her who ran, or before her who ran as like a female vice president. I know, like people, like there were people who ran for president, like Shirley Chisholm. She ran for president. She was a black woman. Yeah. Um, and when was that? Ugh, I don't even. I don't even want to. Okay. 
I don't even want to... It might have been early 1900s. Oh, okay. Um, I remember actually distinctly seeing a poster of it on in the classroom uh, of my middle school. Not middle school, this was elementary school. It was Marcus Garvey Academy. It was in Detroit. It was what they call a pan-African Christian private school. No, what is that exactly? Um, well, they basically taught you that Africa is a beautiful place. They put a lot of emphasis on loving your culture and being proud of where you're from. But they, they focused a lot on like Africa itself being home to like the motherland and then the power of Earth and the birthplace of Earth and other things. Yeah. Uh, they also taught a lot of Christian values. They're sort of... You know what? I won't talk bad about them. I think that they're a good organization. I'm not scared of them in any way. It's just like... I respect them for what they are. Yeah. In my youth, I would have called them... I would have said they were sort of like a cult. Because that's what they look like from the outside. Especially from somebody who's used to the the... American definition of a cult where it's sort of like just what the FBI thinks like Charles Manson or whatever that sort of cult craziness Um, but this sort of situation is more like a commune wherein people pull their resources together they uh, give most of it to the church but the church your grandmother was a part of that? yeah my grandmother was a part of it that's awesome but I, I think they do a lot of good and they mm-hmm. they actually have a place called Beulah Land, I believe, it's in South Carolina, okay. uh, where they it's a completely off the grid farmland wow. where you can go and live and work, and people can go down and visit, and it's just black people like enjoying company. each other, yeah, enjoying each other's company and living. Like a camp, maybe. Yeah, it's basically like one of those um, hippie <laughs> groups. That's the first thing I thought of was like a hippie. They family. are they are sort of like hippie. It's because a lot of people wouldn't designate them as hippies yeah. uh, because they they're you know fight the power by any means necessary. Kwanzaa celebrating, white people sort of hating folk, but they are actually really all about love for sure. And I and as an adult, I sort of realized that that was what they were about, and I could see that's why my grandmother. Like them so much, yeah. which is why I don't want to speak ill of them because yeah. because a lot of my memories of them are from a time where I can't even remember most of my life. Yeah, like before fourteen. Yeah, uh, you you had a seizure and had amnesia, like lingering psychosomatic amnesia. Yeah. I just completely erased sections of my memory. I remember everything that makes a dialogue. Of like my entire life, I, like I, I was able to recall some things. Um, but it's like most of it is just fucking gone. Hmm. Is there a reason you blocked it out? Like that stuff, for like yeah. you know. I had a very stressful childhood. Oh. Like I, I've been dealing with my depression and anxiety since I was young. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And I've had other psychosomatic things like diseases caused by my head Uh, I would get hot flashes when I thought about my emotions I would get sick sometimes like physically nauseous 
because I, my anxiety would be so high that my stomach would start clenching, my stomach muscles. Oh my God. Uh, for a while as a kid, and I only realized this recently, I was stressed out in my grandmother's house, and I started getting nosebleeds for a week. Wow. Every single night for a week, and then it just stopped. It's really intense. And then for six months, I had muscle spasms every single night in my leg. No, in my thigh. I remember you telling me. In my inner thigh. And that was also psychosomatic. Take those out and check them. I don't... Huh. I know, it's like me connecting the dots last time. I know. (laughs) It's, it's... I don't know, it's, it's difficult to look back at and sort of like analyze with any sort of accuracy. Don't put that on the counter. We, al- we already burned one of them. Thank you. Sorry. Your butt looks really cute. Thank you. I think it does sometimes. I think your butt is cute. Like I have, this is one of those things that is like, I'm sort of happy that my preferences for body types um, is outside of the colonialized white dominance sort of like ideal. Yeah. Or range of normalcy. I don't want to say ideal because that, that that the ideal thing has not been true for a while. Yeah. Uh, but there is now, as time goes on, there's a range of what is acceptable. Yeah. Sort of like you know, Irish and Italian weren't white a hundred years ago, right. but now they're white. They're within oh. they're within the range of what is now acceptable. Yeah. It's weird because my family always talks about my cousin Blair. Which, I mean, I've met him, and he's such a nice guy. He's very, talks to your ear off. But he's, I guess he's the one that helped me when I was training for the Army and whatever. And um, they always would say, like, oh, well, he's Italian. Like, it's some, like, thing. And I'm, I always thought, like, so? I honestly think that white people, uh, like, Midwesterners... Yeah. ...will look at Italian people and think that they're, like, so different. I know, and I'm just like, you're... No. <laughs> like, that's not that different. Like, at all. It's just a different country, really. Yeah. But honestly, if we're being truthful, nobody is really that different. Like Except white people. <laughs> even white people are not that different. Because, <laughs> like, when you look at them, they're, they're all about doing what they think is best. Yeah. It's just that not every culture is doing what they think is best for everyone. Yeah. And a lot of cultures do what they think is best for themselves, which is smart. For sure. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Beef Wellington. Which is why I love, like, and I really, oh, please can we get some more Native American, like, like fi- fighting, like, tearing down of, like, the, the, the white culture of the Americans. Because I live, live for those moments where I just see, like, why do you keep handing me chicken? Because I'm giving you chicken. I know, but you're saying, I have, like, three pieces of chicken on my laptop. Like, I'm, I haven't eaten them yet. I know, but I'm counting to make sure we each get, like... Oh, my God. We can just make more. Because I'm, like, devouring things. We bought 15 pounds of chicken! I don't care. I mean, I do care. I'm really excited about that. I know. I'm so excited. This chicken is amazing. 
And whoever made it, bless you. But <laughs> I live for those moments where uh, Native American people, because I, I really feel sort of like empathetic with their struggle. No. Because one, we had a similar timeline as far as like, and we were there together living with all these people coming over to this country and doing terrible shit to both of us. Yeah. Um, the only real difference between them and us was that we uh, they, we were taken from our own lands. They were driven out and killed. They were driven out and killed. Their own lands that they were. And we were brought here and killed. We were brought here. <laughs> they were already here and yeah. they had a home here. And I, that has to be worse. To be in your home, to see the land that you love being oh, taken God, yeah. over and destroyed. I, like, I am not trying to, like, downplay, like, what happened, but, yeah, a thousand times, like, you lived here, this is yours, yeah. and to have it, like, uprooted like that is beyond comprehension. Yeah. And I, I also, you know, I've been trying, one other thing I've been doing, uh, or not doing, pay, paying attention to, because I really, I've always sort of felt... Like black people, Asian people, uh, Native Americans, like uh, indigenous peoples, mm -hmm. should be also Latino people, of course, because they're another minority that's being that's being like hunted. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to pay more attention to the problems of other people's cultures. Yeah. Because I wanna, I wanna be able to tell people like, look, this is not a problem for black people. And that is what a lot of my arguments have been so far. Like, this is this is a black problem. You're a black, black, blah, blah, blah. And I changed my language to be more inclusive. But now I'm trying to actually learn about the like specifics like of their that. struggles. Yeah. Because, like, I know that rape, let's say, rape is a problem. Yeah. When you think about rape on campus, though, you're normally actually talking about, like, white women, Latin women, black women. Yeah. Right? There aren't very many Native Americans in living like the gin pop. Yeah. And if they go to colleges, it's places that's t closer to where like their reservations are, if they're still living on the reservation. Um, and that is if they even get a chance to go to college. Yeah. Which I, I hope that, I don't know the situation with like grants and things. I know that but there I are. Really hope. That, that that is a thing that they they're allowed there to are, for charge. There are nice grants, I know of that. Although I wish there was a college that they could go to that's not like colonialized bullshit. That would be Truth. great. Like I like can it I really want to make a college that's like fuck imperialism. <laughs> we're gonna go back, we're gonna rewrite the history books. Not rewrite history, we're gonna rewrite the history books to include the actual story. Not just the white people version. Not just the white people version. We're going to do the director's cut of history. <laughs> That's cute. I like that. We've got all this footage shot already. But you know what? Let's just go back, put it in high def, and no, you're going to burn them out. Um, but back to what I was saying about rape, when I was just looking at how it's different for Native American people. Mm -hmm. One of the things they have to deal with is white men driving onto their reservations and raping and killing their women. Which, that doesn't really happen to anyone else. Like, it happens to kids. Where they'll get abducted, raped, and killed. But most often women are raped by uh, somebody they know. 
I'm, so it could be like someone that works on the reservation, or yes, but it is actually most often what they're what they're finding is that it's actually just white men coming onto the reservation in the same way that they uh, would often or rapists in general often attack people who are the the prowler type of rapist, yeah. the one that everyone's afraid of. Yeah, um, that type of rapist it tends to go for people who are uh, vulnerable. So they'll look for people who are, uh, who have been victims in the past, quote unquote. They'll look for black women. They'll look for young kids. They'll look for someone who's drunk the fuck out. Someone that won't really fight. Someone who can't really fight or can't report or can't. For whatever reason. Yeah, or even if they can speak out, no one's going to fucking listen to their voice. Like, I haven't seen a Native American on TV in I don't know how fucking long. So clearly, that's sending a great message that you can just rape and kill and steal and destroy and do whatever the fuck you want to these people with impunity. Yeah. And that's complete bullshit. It is. So I would really like to learn about their struggles because we don't hear about them. We hear about white struggles and black struggles because that is the sort of narrative that our culture is uh, capable of right now. Like it's the same reason why we have two parties. We can only handle good versus evil. There can't be neutral good or like you know chaotic good yeah. like they have in like uh, D- D- oh, what the fuck is that game Dungeons and Dragons yeah have the different I don't know how they classify that because that know. is one part of geekdom I never got into uh, it's fucking ridiculous that we don't hear about them yeah it's fucking ridiculous that we don't hear about or when we hear about companion rape we don't hear about, or we don't talk about, let's say, uh, black women getting raped by people that they trust. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, like, in a, in a culture where you already have white men against you, you have white women against you, you have the entire culture against you. Yeah. Then black women are also dealing with the fact that within, like, these groups where they're supposed to be being supported and protected, men are still taking advantage of them. Yeah. And there needs to be a place for all of that. And I'm kind of trying to, back back to communication, trying to be able to better communicate the problems of the world to others. others. And I want to be able to, and I'm also researching these things because I want to know who to talk to. Yeah. Because I don't want to just talk about it myself. Yeah. Because I honestly, like you, I'm sort of knowledgeable about most things but I feel like when it comes to the problems of a specific culture or a specific group of people I should shut the fuck up and let them talk yeah so like if I could find a Native American woman or a Native American man or a Native American trans person because god for fucking bid you try to live in this world as a Native American trans person like you are just it's ridiculous. Like you're on an island, basically. <laughs> like that—that that is like make make it add atheist to that, and you're just like fucked. Like yeah, it's, it's like oh fuck. Like the more things you try to be unique with yourself and open, and like the more our society is like you should die for that. Yeah. And hopefully, we'll be able to, or I'll be able to work to fix that. Yeah. I feel that's very important. I completely agree with you. Because it's not talked about, like, at all. Have you ever been 
raped? Almost. I don't think I don't think we've ever really talked about like sexual assault between ourselves. And that's another group that doesn't really talk about it as men. Yeah. But I know that a lot of people have been touched inappropriately when they were young. They were straight up raped as adults and there's a lot of like issues with that. But have you? You said almost. Um You know what? Let's let's actually do a different podcast about that because I'm gonna need time to think and process on that one. That's a really good point. Why? Um, I'm thinking of things and I I don't have my thoughts together right now and I don't feel like rambling because I'm not gonna get to a point right now. Well, I appreciate you not wasting my time, and I'll be happy to talk to you about it at a later date. For sure. Because that is an important issue, and that is something I want to talk about. But I just, I, and I love that question. I mean, that that is a very important question. That's a very important issue because I know that I have never wanted to talk about things that have happened to me. And I honestly, I oh, I was having a discussion with my mother about this over over the break here. Okay. She was telling me she was complaining about how our generation uh, shares too much of their lives. My mother's a very private person. She's from a family that is very low-key. For sure. They, they're like, they like to be good and like great and excellent at the things they do, but they don't necessarily want to be like recognized on TV for it. Yeah. They want to be good at what they're good at. Right. They don't need a medal. Right. You know. Could you shake those extra packets any closer to the microphone? I shake them like behind. I know, and then you ripped them up right behind the microphone. <laughs> I ripped them up over here, threw it away, and then I. That was so much noise. Anyways. I know. I'm sorry. Anyways. Oh my gosh. Um. And my mother, she just doesn't understand why I take I put so much of my life in the okay. public eye. Yeah. Because I'm very. Even this, like, even in just like the few episodes we've had of this podcast so far, um, we have been very candid and very open about the things that we do. Yeah. And if if my mother would ever hear it, she'd be like, "I do not fucking understand this. Like, why are you You people are crazy? Yeah. Why are you beating him in a podcast? Like, why is he crying? Or or, like, are you guys gonna break up? I don't understand. Like, you should be more private about these things." And I, I explained to her, I was like, our generation, every generation rather, builds off of the generation before it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Your generation did not have these tools at your disposal. What you had was PSAs on TV. Mm-hmm. What you had was firsthand accounts on documentaries. What you had was people on talk radio. What you had was ways that people could still do the most human thing they could possibly do and tell their story. At that time. At that time. It was just in a different way. Yeah. Now we have the internet. Now we have Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and LTAsex.com. And and we have all these different ways that we can tell our stories. And it's just changed. Now, I don't think that my mother would have been the type to go on a PSA even back then. So I don't know if she would ever actually understand, fully understand that. Well, their light just came on. They were looking out the window. 
Look, if they, mean, wanna, if they want to look at some dick, they can look at dick. I don't if they want to look at some dick, they better be paying us, honey. That's true. You want to look, okay, but that, that's, that's $5. five dollars. That's five dollars per glance, honey. Per second. Per second. We are beautiful. Thank you. Drop dead. Gorgeous. <laughs> um, so I don't think she would ever understand it, but the benefit that we get from how much we share, I think, is drastically underrated. Yeah. Because most of the time, the problem that eats people alive, the one that really makes them give up on life, is feeling like they're alone. Yeah. I, as a kid, still didn't quite have... Because I didn't get MySpace. I signed up for a MySpace account when I was in 11th grade, maybe? Yeah. 2004? Yeah. Maybe 10th? 11th? 10th, 11th, something so like that? High school. Uh... And so, before that, I wasn't on LiveJournal. I wasn't on Friendster or whatever those other ones before before that was. AOL, Yahoo, Messenger. I was on AOL Messenger, but I was just talking to random people. Or, like, I would be in chat rooms talking to people. But we still weren't sharing our experiences. Yeah. But when I became an adult, I found that everyone around me was already using these tools as a way to say... Hey, I have this problem. Does anyone else have this problem too? Yeah. Or can anyone help me with this? It's like a... It's like... Social media is like constantly being in a room with friends that you don't actually have to talk to. Yeah. So you can get your shit done. You can live your life. But if you need them and you need to pipe up and say something, it's there. there. It's like... It's like essentially what we do with friends now where we'll sit in a room and we'll all be on our devices and we'll show each other funny things. Yeah. And or will like it's virtual. It's but it's virtual. Yeah. And that is essentially what I did when I was a kid when I would listen to music. I would go on Yahoo music and we'd listen to music. And I'd be like, Hey, check out this song I found. Hey, do this is I found. But now I just get to post it on my Facebook wall. I I yeah, I remember that. Only mine was Yahoo. 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 That was once like I discovered that really like when um like Weezer, um, Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Shakira has That's so live. Where I want to be. Yeah. Me? Me? Living in Beverly Hills. Like American Idiot, like that era. So that was like 2003. American Idiot came out in 2003. Yeah. That's when I discovered, like, music. 2003 was when I first went on Atkins. I was. I was in 10th grade. I was 10. I was in 10th grade and you were 10. I am so much older than you. But I'm not that much older than you. You're like six and a half years. I know. I... In case people didn't know, like, yeah. That you're 21 and I'm 27? Cradle, cradle robber. I'm robbing the cradle. Robbing that ass. I do be robbing that ass, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and, uh... But back on topic. <clears throat> I think it's like amazing yeah. that I have been able to, in the last couple of years, open myself up to the vulnerability of telling my friends that I have depression and I have this and I have that and I'm sad and I'm worried and I'm upset and I'm disappointed and I'm furious. And these are emotions that I would not have shared to friends. Before, 
Just on your own. No, I would not have. Because I am a strong person who doesn't need anyone. (laughs) Who, I am a strong, independent black man who don't need nobody. I can do what I want. I can do what I want. Why are you here? You know, shit. (laughs) Fuck out of here. Anybody got time for that? But, (laughs) the truth is, like everyone else on this planet, I'm not. I'm not a fucking island. I'm not unaffected by the world. And holding all that in and leading the life that I led up until like the last couple of years where I've, where I've been able to say these things yeah sucked yeah it sucked it really really did it sucks feeling trapped in your head but when I was able to talk to people and I started seeing other people talk about their depression yeah. other people mention I'm on meds yeah Makes you feel less alone. It makes you feel less alone, and it makes you feel more like the world is made for you. Yeah, you're off that a boat came, and you're off that mental island, mm-hmm. and now you're in this boat with now you're on a cruise are, ship that with so many different kinds of people, mm-hmm. and like some of them have may may have issues that are similar to yours, and some of them may not, but you can always learn from those. Who do have your issues and maybe who don't have your issues, you know? And even the discussion we had earlier. Yeah. Uh, the, the, when we talked about your mental health issues and we had like, oh, these fucking revelations. And I had revelations about myself. Yeah. And my mother would not have ever talked about that with anyone. She would have just kept it inside. She would have kept it inside. And in fact, I'm sure that she has because I know that she has ADHD. I know that she probably had depression when, when I was young because she would lock herself in her room after she'd get off work. Um, and not talk to us. Which is why after work, you're just like, don't, don't. No, don't, no, don't I'll just be tired. Me. I know. <laughs> but like, now that you're being more submissive, I can let you be around me without you <laughs> grasping onto me for dear life. Uh, Although I let you do that a little bit earlier today. Because I know you like it. And I think, I think at the end of the day, it's sort of like this thing where communication is always good. Yeah. Whether it's me talking and me becoming comfortable enough to rail you over the counter <laughs> or on the couch or over the stairs and or over the stairs. Um, <laughs> or it's, you know, Understanding the the problems of Native American people and how that intersectionality uh, works out to like real life circumstances. Yeah. Or it's, you know, talking about this and learning about mental health issues and being able to find a way to be in a relationship. Yeah. When both of us are fucking insane. Yeah. And again, you got come on back. You know what? Fuck this shit. I've had enough. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you, Joey. I do. Bitch. Use a bitch. Use a bitch. I know boss ass bitch, but I changed it. I am a boss ass bitch, bitch, 